0: Good morning. Good morning. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for bringing us here to share in the service in which we congratulate the high school graduates of 2023. We thank you for the opportunity to be a part of your church and to share your word with the help of your guiding hand. We are so grateful that our families and friends could be a part of this experience as well. We ask that you continue to shepherd us through the coming years and remind us that we still have many steps ahead of us. We pray that we lead our lives with the same strength and courage that brought us here. As Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 2 says, And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. In your holy name, O Lord. Amen.
1: Welcome to Graduate Sunday. Today's is kind of a special day. We're going to honor our five graduates. More to come on that, too. But let's stand. Let's stand and sing together our first hymn together. For oh God, our help in ages past.
2: My name is Glenn Schudel, and I just want to welcome you to the Past Chapel. And before we get started with some of the announcements, I'd like anybody who's new for the first time, if you want to maybe introduce yourself real quick and so we know we can come up and greet you afterwards. If anybody new, so first announcement, well, there'll be plenty of announcements in the back. You can read those. There's some point of contacts, and if you have any questions, you can come to me or come to Eric and and, and for more information if, you're, if you have any questions but one announcement i do want to make is the youth group will be meeting at the just house uh grady do you have anything we can get you the address the the just house is for high schoolers they're meeting there today uh kind of the last uh meeting of the season and there might be some other meetings during the summer but this is the last kind of official one we're doing anything grady do you have anything to say about it uh, six to eight, years. Six to eight. And we can get, if you don't have the address, come to me or Grady and Rachel. We have the WhatsApp group and we can send you the address on the WhatsApp group. Uh, next announcement, I'd uh, like to recognize, kind of proud Papa moment. We have the uh, Stuttgart High School won two championships over the weekend one soccer, uh, two to one against East Bottom, and baseball, was it 15 to five? 15-5 to five over Ramstein. Always good to be Ramstein. So <laughs> another one, Lily placed fourth in Euros at the, the track and field championship. So congratulations to Lily. Too. And last thing we want to do today is uh, something that has been done before, but with COVID it was kind of curtailed obviously because of social distancing but that's the p- passing of the peace and it's something to uh just to greet each other and to pass the peace and it's something simple you just go up to somebody the peace of the lord be with you and then they re- reply and also with you and my challenge to you and is we're going to have get up and pass the peace to each other but my challenge to you is when we first started coming here about a year and a half ago my family there was Six of us, one was still in the st- back in the states of college, and we almost like doubled the, uh, the attendance of the chapel. And he- now there are people, and I am guilty of this, that there are people that I know have been coming here for four to five or even longer weeks, and I still don't know their name. So my challenge to you, when you go to Pastor Peace, is go up to somebody that you don't know, whether it's in the other pew, on the other side, in the back of the church, find somebody. And say, "Peace, the Lord be with you," and they reply, "And also with you." And they say, "Hey, I'm Glenn. Obviously, use your own name." So, <laughs> so with that, please stand up, pass the peace, and greet somebody that you don't know. So, I will be the first to
1: say, it. "Peace be with you, Glenn." Peace be with you. Good job. Good
3: morning. I will be reading today's scripture reading from Joshua verses one to nine. And this is Joshua, the first, uh, first book of Joshua, verses 1 and 9. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, rise, go, go over this Jordan, you and all this people into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your f- foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as promised to Mo- just as I have promised to Moses, from the wilderness of this and this Leban- Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea, toward the uh, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life just as I was with Mo- was just as I was with Moses so I will be with you I will not leave you I will not forsake you Be strong and courageous for you shall cause this t- people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give to them Only be sh- uh, very strong and cra- courageous being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you, do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but shall shall uh, mediate on it. You shall meditate, sorry, on it day and night, so that you shall be careful according to you shall be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, for then you'll make your way prosperous. prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Thank you.
4: Good morning, our second scripture reading for today will be found in 1st Timothy chapter 4 verses 7 through 16 have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives tales rather train yourself to be godly for physical training is of some value but godliness has value for all things holding promise for both the present life and the life to come this is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance That is why we labor and strive, because we have put our hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all people, and especially of those who believe. Command and teach these things. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching, and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift, which was given to you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them, because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. This is the word of the Lord. Let's
5: pray. Lord, thank you for guiding us throughout high school, and please continue to do so throughout college and the rest of our lives.
6: Please help us to surround ourselves with those who are also Christians. Please help us to always look towards your word in both times of prosperity and of need. Uh, Please help us to always have our faith in you and to never stray. If you would all join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. (laughs)
1: That was Josh and Josh, just in case you're wondering. Hey, this is a graduate Sunday. Um, It's something we do once in a while. We're looking to the future. We're praying for the future. We're we're looking at the graduates who are graduating high school and are moving on to a new season of life, and that's very beautiful. I thought it might be good for us today also to complement that by looking back. To look back at the past, one of the early Christian creeds that was first written in the first few hundred years, it was was put together. Creeds define truth, and they helped the early church escape from error. Um, Creeds provide a standard for us that we can go back to and look to and call back upon again today. They connect us to the faith of our fathers and mothers, they summarize for what we ought to believe, and so they don't say everything perfectly. Of course, times and times and change, but as we think about the future today in our graduates, let's say the Apostles' Creed today together, shall we? In memory of our early church, and, uh, and also the truth that they've held on for us in this creed. Let's say it together, shall we? I believe in God, Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth Amen. and jesus christ his only son our lord who is conceived by the holy spirit born the virgin mary suffered under pontius pilate was crucified dead buried he descended into hell on the third day he rose again from the dead he ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of god the father almighty Once he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, resurrection of the body, the life everlasting together. So, as you know, Catholic meaning universal. The forgiveness of sins. The resurrection of what we get to look forward to in the future. So... Words written years ago, but still so too for us today. So um, this year in the United States, approximately three and a half million high school graduates. Um, there are about 350,000, this is all approximate, of course, but approximately 350 private school graduates, And though it's really hard to kind of make sure and count for sure, probably a guess is about 150,000 other homeschool graduates as well. And among those three and a half million, we have five of them. (laughs) It's pretty neat, isn't it? Lauren Tierney, Rachel Turner, Joshua Linda, Maddie Weber, Josh Zipperer. Two last names that begin with a T, Tierney and Turner. Two last names, again, with a W, Walenda and Weber, and we always have a lovely Z with uh, the Zipper family, so that's you, Josh. We were thinking that because of our transient lifestyle, it's so hard to find moments like this, to find a baccalaureate type of service. We don't have the depth of, of continuity that other high schools in the states have. And so how special it might be for us here at Patch Chapel to take a moment of time to celebrate these families who have moved, who have tried different churches for the last two decades of their lives, and here they are as seniors. Nothing extravagant here, nothing over the top. We don't want to be phony at all, but we want to be Sincere, loving, Christ-like, biblical, honoring to you. Um, I don't know how many churches you have been to over the years, the ones you have grown up with, but I hope that we, us, who are here right now, can send you off with all the love that is good intent for you because we believe in you. We believe what God is doing through all of your families together. And so thank you, as as maybe awkward as this might be, to just taking the time with us today to celebrate what God is doing in your lives. So we're going to do a few things today. The first thing we're going to do is this, is give our fathers an opportunity to give a blessing for their graduate. Nothing too long or loud, but they'll never find the right words. It's impossible. But to take a few minutes to give a blessing for them. They know. They're graduate with the best. So we thought best for you to speak for a few moments. Then afterwards, very simple, nothing. it's not a big sermon today. Ryan has a charge for our graduates, and I do as well, with a few gifts at the end. So that's our service today. Thank you for being with us. Okay. With that thought, could I please have the five fathers to come up together, all together, and I'd like you just to stand here together as a, as a group of five, and then um, take one at a time to give your blessing And then when you finish, I'll go back to the seats together. How does that sound? Okay? Um, The first shall be last and the last shall be first. So the one with a Z goes first.
5: (laughs) (laughs) It's the only time it ever happens, right? Okay. Right up here it's Can you step up to the mic? Thanks.
7: So I'd written this down, but I'm going to go from the heart here.
1: pretty tough because he's my only son. Um, But uh, your mom and I are proud of you, son. Um, We love you, and we know that God has big things and big plans for you. Um, We ask that the Lord use those special gifts that he's bestowed upon you to be fruitful, be empathetic, be sympathetic, and to further... Um, his glory. Um, As was read earlier, God's charge to your namesake. Be strong and courageous. Um, Don't be afraid. The Lord, your God, is with you always.
8: We love you, and we're proud of you.
7: Um, so, we actually just celebrated Maddie's graduation in Athens, um, so we kind of went through all the waterworks uh, just this weekend. <laughs> so, but uh, a part of that was we wrote a poem for Madeline, uh, and I wanted to share the poem, um, so hopefully it won't be too bad. So, we've, I've been through this already, so what you guys are going through. <laughs> um, the, t- the title of the poem is called uh, Mon Petit Sourire," and that's French for My Little Smile. Maddie with a smile so bright and fair, a shining star, a light beyond compare, her hands work wonders with a skill so fine, creating beautiful things with design. From deep within her creative mind she pulls forth materials one of a kind and lets her imagination take flight in a world of wonder that's pure delight. As a young girl she played with fairies and dreams and let her imagination flow like streams. Now she's growing up with talents to spare, creating designs that are beyond compare. Joyfully laughing she brings to life a world of beauty free from strife. With a heart full of love and a spirit so true, Maddie's creations will leave you anew. As she graduates high school, she lets she's set to go to fashion school to let her talents grow. And there she'll shine like a star so bright, Maddie the girl with a smile so light. Maddie, she continues to create with a heart so pure and inspire others to be like her. For Maddie's determination and creative flair will take her places beyond compare. Thank you.
6: Joshua, uh, your mother and I are very proud of the, the, man, <clears throat> the man that you are. Um, we have no doubt that you're going to go on to do great things, to accomplish great things, to become a great man as the world measures greatness. But we're, what we're most proud of is the f- profoundly good man that you are, the good heart that the Lord has given you, a heart that loves justice, a heart that is, is kind, is soft, knows right from wrong. And so my prayer for you is that on your way to greatness, you don't lose the good, <clears throat> the good man that you are. I have two, uh, two passages I want to share with you. The first one is uh, from Psalm 24, 3 and 4. <clears throat> who may ascend into the hill of the Lord, who, who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Who has not lifted his mind, or is not lifted his soul to any idol, nor sworn deceitfully? And then the second passage <clears throat> is from uh, Psalm 119, uh, verses 9 through 11. How can a young man cleanse his way by taking heed according to your word? <clears throat> With my whole heart I have sought you; O oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I have hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. So, Joshua. My, uh, my prayer is that you uh, keep that in your heart and that the Lord will guard your heart on your way to greatness.
9: Uh, unlike some others here, I had to write it down to try to help me hold it together. Uh, Rachel's my second daughter, uh, so I've been through this once, but it doesn't get easier. So as I read this, I'll just say, I was challenged, do I talk to Rachel, do I talk to to all the graduates? And so it's directed at at Rachel, but really I think if everyone listens, it probably hits all of us, and there's a little bit of a challenge here uh, as well. Um, And then I would just double tap the the Joshua. I almost quoted it, and I thought, they might pull that one out. So uh, I'm I'm glad we're all hammering that one because I think it's important. So uh, just bear with me. Uh, Dear God, uh, I truly thank you for this day. Uh, What a joy to celebrate this milestone with our graduate. Uh, I pray for continued wisdom as a new chapter starts in Rachel's life, uh, filled with challenges and opportunities. Please help her to use the wisdom gained to fulfill your purpose. Let Rachel look to the future with hope, as you have told us. Additionally, when she faces challenges, and and they will come, let Rachel be bold in her faith and stand for you, remembering that she is never alone and will walk under your protection. Help her to see these challenges as opportunities to grow and demonstrate her faith. She can achieve so much with the faith that comes from trusting in you. As the Bible continually shows, the humble servant can move mountains when they work in the Lord's faith. And that is just hammered home through the Bible time after time with regular everyday people moving the, the Lord's purpose. And finally, as you've granted so much to Rachel, let her and really all of us remember, to whom much is given, much is expected. I pray Rachel will continue to use these gifts to the betterment of those around her and ultimately for your purposes. I ask this in your name. Amen.
8: When Chaplain Bryan started listing off the names, uh, he started with Lauren and, and ended with uh, you know, the letter ZB in the last. And I thought for a second there he was going to make me start. And I thought, God, I, hope, I wish for a moment my last name was Zierney instead of Tierney. Uh, <laughs> I talk to people all the time, and I don't ever get nervous, but today I'm terrified because I'm talking to my daughter, who, who I love very much. Uh, I had all kinds of things written down too, but they just simply didn't seem to work for what, what I wanted to say. Now, Lauren said something to me this morning that kind of changed everything that I had planned, and that was she said, hey, Dad, you know that this week will be the last week that we get to ride home together from school. Uh, the reason why that is is because Lauren used to be a super competitive swimmer, but now she's a super competitive gym rat. And, uh, and and I like to go there too, and so it's been wonderful for the last six months or so, well, not quite, but you know, several months to be able to drive home with her in the afternoon every day. And that's kind of my time where I get to be one-on-one with my oldest and my first daughter. And I get to get some insights into her life and hear about what she's doing and the challenges that she's going through and. And the things that uh, she enjoys. And, and it's just, it's a really amazing time. I'm sorry. And I'm going to miss it. Laura knows, and some, some of the re- religious elders in here know, I have a slightly different perspective on religion and I'm on a different path. But if there's one thing that I think you know, that we agree on, th- that I believe that there is a higher power. And when I look at you, it's proof. It really is proof. All of my kids are beautiful, but you're our firstborn daughter, and this is just really hard knowing that you're leaving to go off to school. I love you. Um, I hope you know you continue to live your life the way you have so far, which you, you seem to live by a motto of everything in moderation, and I think it's it's exceptional because it keeps you humble and yet allows you to be an an extraordinary success. Uh, you're just a rock star. I love you. I hope that uh, you can continue this path. Uh, all the successes can be you know, celebrated as you continue through college and whatever comes next. And I hope that the, uh, the good Lord will continue to watch over you and keep you safe and, uh, and protected and give you all the things that you earn and work hard for um, because you deserve them. And I love you.
5: courageous. Okay. Um, my charge to the, to the graduates, I'll stand right in front of you here. I, I was thinking about you a lot this morning as I, as I sat on a bench here early in the morning, and I, and I prayed for each and one of you specifically with the school you're going to be at, and I started thinking about what it's like to be at NC State, Tennessee, Paris, Ole Miss, and Cedarville. And the different types of temptations, specifically at those those places. Uh, I'm going to give you a verse, Proverbs 4:23. Guard your heart above all else. And I know I know you, and I know each each one of your families. I'm not afraid that you're going to work. That you're not going to know how to work hard. This is not a talk about how to study. I know you will know how to do that. So today, I want to just talk about your heart, like how to guard your heart and your mind in this thing called college or trade school, or, or wherever you go. I think there's, there's two major temptations, okay? Uh, one, I'll never forget. I was standing in the lunch line at, uh, at, at my college, and the, the two guys in front of me said, you know the problem with this place is you could become an excellent student and never develop any real relationships. And that hit me so hard. I was standing there in a lunch line, and I go, oh my gosh, those guys have... This, that, that is the secret to college here, is that you, you can become an excellent student, you can become summa cum laude or whatever the highest thing is and, and walk out of there never developing any relationships and that is, that is not the purpose of university. The purpose is for, is for your character development so you go back and you become a tr- contributor to society. I think another temptation is this, is that you can let schooling get in the way of your education. And education is so much better than the schooling because, it's, quite frankly, there's a lot of high-profile people in here, but nobody cares if they graduated summa cum laude, right? Like, I don't, I don't, we don't know, we don't care who did. <laughs> it's about the relationships. I looked at the people who graduated 4.0, but nobody liked them, or they, they didn't like anybody else. So I don't want you to throw it away because your, your parents are spending a lot of money. You've worked hard. You've earned scholarships. So there's that balance, right? You work hard. You're going to be up all, all, all-nighters, late-nighters. It's going to be crazy times. Uh, yes, finals, all those kind of things. But there's a balance because God has you in different places to keep your eyes open on who's around me and who should I have a relationship with. Okay, so those, those two different type of temptations. Um, another, I want to leave you with one story. It's out of the Gospel of Luke. Chapter 15. It's probably one of my favorite stories in all of Scripture. It's the story, if you remember, of the father who had two sons. And the prodigal son story. And the story is, one son says, forget this. I don't want to be here anymore. God, give me, Father, give me what's rightfully mine. And he just left. And he took off. And he squandered it. And he left the faith. And he, his, his faith, he had, there was no faith anymore at, at a certain point. The other son was he stayed at home he was a good boy but his heart was wicked and he's he's he said i'm so much better than my other my younger brother um you should bless me so there's these two types of temptations that happen and as i thought about all your schools i broke it down into the public school and the private christian school for those of you going to uh the university or their other public school your temptation will be, your your faith will be under attack. They're coming for you. Whether it's your professors or whether it's your people in your dorm, they're just going to challenge you in your faith. And here's what I would have to say. Don't disregard everything they're going to say. I wouldn't defend yourself and just totally dismiss it. They might have good things to say. Uh, Believer or non-believer, if they start criticizing your faith, my challenge to you is to step back and say, what's true about this? If they're being critical of the Christian faith or talking about how dumb Christians are, we can say, like, yeah, we already know we are Christians. We, we know how dumb we can be. But they might say something that, that might rock your faith, and it might cause some introspection, or they might challenge some things that you do. And I would like you to sit back and say, Lord, okay, I, this is good. The, chal- the, the status quo is being challenged. Why do I do this? Am I doing it just because... Uh, I've grown up with this, uh, you know, why do I do the things I do? So it'll be a good time to sit back and and to reassess your faith. And I hope over time, over those grueling four years or three years, whatever, however long it takes, that your faith is strengthened. And sometimes to strengthen something, there's iron that hits, iron needs to clash. There's There's going to be some battles. Your faith's going to get rocked, but it's going to be good for you in the end. By the time you're seniors and you walk out of there, uh, hopefully you're, you're not at the same place you started. Hopefully you've grown and you've stretched and you've had some questions and doubts and you brought those all to the Lord. Okay. Uh, the other temptation for those going to a Christian school or you're part of a Christian club at the uh, the secular school is this temptation to be the the older brother. You know that story, the older brother. It's the temptation to become religious. Now I went to both. So I went to I went to public school. I went to a, a, a junior college and I also went to a, a private Christian university. And my experience in both of those were, what what I saw was this temptation to be self-righteous, to gain a lot of knowledge, especially biblical knowledge, uh, exegetical knowledge, hermeneutical knowledge, dogmatic theology, and we started thinking that we were better, I, let me use I statements, I started thinking I was better than everybody else, and I became a Pharisee, and I'll never forget one of my favorite professors, Dr. Howard Hendricks says, you know it's going to take uh, three to five years to get cemetery out of your system to the point where you stop trying to impress people with your Bible knowledge and you start instructing people and, and leading them and guiding them. So I pray for for the ones, in, um, specifically you, Josh, like keeping your eyes open in a, in a Christian college what's sort of like a, a bubble. It's a great place to learn and grow in your faith, but to guard your heart so that the, the level of, of scriptures you're taking in, the level of... Theology you're learning would match your your love for people, like Jesus. He knew a lot of scripture. The Pharisees, where way they, way they were off, is they had a lot of knowledge of the scriptures, but they didn't have a lot of love for people. So th- those are the those are the temptations that I've had. Uh, Josh, I specifically thought of you. Uh, I grew up in a locker room, in a wrestling locker room, I, and, I, and I know that's a brutal world. And God has placed you specifically, and I pray that I pray that you make that team. For the purpose that you could shine in a dark place called the men's locker room <laughs> we need witnesses in there we need we need stud athletes who 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 make the gains who work hard in the gym so they could be in that place so they could be a witness and so that one day you turn to one of those teammates and you go hey uh, I want to talk to you about Jesus when do we when can we set this up and one of those guys just said, yeah you know what, Josh thank you uh, for Maddie I I'm praying that when you when you when you go to fashion school that that you're creating art that doesn't stop at good art, but it, it draws people's attention to the Creator of all art, and He leverages all, everything that you produce to bring glory and honor to Him. Okay. Uh, Rachel for, for for Tennessee, you know uh, those people know how to worship. <laughs> they do everything orange, all that. So. As I was thinking about you, um, and you'll see people at the football games just totally worshiping, right? That, that's what they're doing at those games. They're, they're, everybody's desiring to worship something that you would be there to to uh, help draw their attention to what we should really be worshiping. And to, to leverage, like, hey, you guys are face, painting your face and all that. But, and that he would give you perfect opportunities to help people draw their attention back back to God. And Lauren at, at NC, NC State... Um, I got a, I got a friend there that's a senior now, and I'm going to tell him to look to look after you. And uh, it's going to be the same thing. You know, you're in a public school, and they're going to come. They're going to try to rock your faith. And um, you know, as as someone who I really respect, like your dad is is honest where he is in his faith, and I pray that you do the same thing. Just keep searching, keep searching, and Lord will speak to you. So uh, that's my message to to all the graduates. Um, kind of jealous of you. I, I wish I could do it over again, but I, but I can't. So I'm just giving you this, this wisdom as, as my gift to you as we, as we send you off. Guard your heart. Guard your hearts above all else. God bless you. Are you, are you
1: okay? A memory I have of each of you. Josh? Uh, The times I'm driving to youth group, the questions, the conversations we've had in the car. You are one of the most respectful people I know. Want to ask you how the Miami Dolphins or Jacksonville Jaguars are doing? Yes, sir. They're doing very great. How are you doing today, Josh? Yes, sir. You've got that southern hospitality, that respect to you. I don't know where you got that from. Probably your parents. But thank you. In this casual society, you model respect to elders, and I saw that, and I want to thank you for that. Lauren, there's one thing that stood out to me this past six months, getting to know you a little bit, and that is this, is that you show it up on Sunday morning after prom. It would have been easier to, to, to stay at home and sleep in. You probably had to give excuses too, but you showed up. And sometimes showing up is a powerful example to people to see, And I saw that. And I want to thank you for that example. Maddie. I noticed that in your name, you have two double D's in the first name, and in your last name, where you have two double Bs, you have a very artistic name, it makes sense that you're going into art. But one of the most beautiful things I saw this past year was Thanksgiving spent at your house when you hosted a Ukrainian family and you hosted a lot of other mishmash people from your, from your parents' works. And I think hospitality is a lacking art these days. I hope you carry on that tradition in what kind of art you do in your life, the art of hospitality. Josh, you have quite a fan base here. People sign your playbills from the shows that you do at the theater. People made shirts from you and they have your image on the back and quotes that you've done. You're very popular here and you have quite a following. One thing I've noticed, though, is you have friends from so many different pockets of life. You have friends who are your peers. You have friends who are in junior high. You have friends that are at all different age spectrums. And friendship is also a lacking art these days. So thank you for that example to all of us in the way you do friends here. It spoke to me. It spoke to my family. Thank you for that. And lastly, Rachel, Uh, this service wouldn't be here. I think it would have closed down, honestly, if it wasn't for your family back in November and December of a year and a half ago. You manned the sound booth. Your mom and dad were doing the projector right here in front. You gave rides to Gudrun back and forth. There's so many different things that kept this service alive because of your, your whole family's example. Um, the thought that I have is this, is that um, as you go in life, there are churches you'll, of a different kind. There's, there's big churches all over the world that are doing really well. Lots of resources they have, but there's something special about a military chapel. We don't have all the resources. We don't have all the people. We don't have the booster clubs and the breadth of workers to get things done. But that's what makes military chapels fun and important is when you invest in your own tribe of people. So thanks for that example to me, I I really appreciate it. We have a gift for all of you. It's right over there in those bags. Um, Inside, you'll find four different gifts. The first one is a gift you probably won't appreciate right now in your life, but in years to come, you will. It's a big, thick, thick book. It's kind of expensive too, so don't throw it away. <laughs> there will come a time in your life when you want to learn about heaven and you'll want to want to learn about God's character. There'll come a time in your life when you want to learn about the spiritual gifts and how they operate. There will come a time, and it hasn't happened already, when you want to learn why the Bible was created and how it can be trusted and if it can be trusted, if. There are scribal errors or not. Those kind of questions will someday hit you. So take it, read a chapter whenever you feel like it. It's not to be read right all the way through, but when those questions about your own salvation, am I saved? Am I growing? What can I do to be part of a church? Why are all the denominations of a church, the why they are? The book will help you. It's written by a, a, a guy I used to work with and he's really smart. And I hope you take it as a gift and really enjoy it at the right time when you need it. The second gift I have in the book is a small little book. It's one of my favorite books I've ever read, and it's called Soul Survivor. Um, Each of the chapters are a chapter on 10 different people in life that caused the author to survive the messiness of today's church. If you haven't got there yet, you will. The church is really messy. And we have issues. But still, Jesus created this church as a gift to us, to help us, to help us stand among messy people. So in those chapters are examples of life stories of um, Dostoevsky, Annie Dillard, Dr. Paul Brand, C. Ever Koop, Ten remarkable people. And in those chapters, I wrote a letter for you and I put it on a chapter that i like you to read because it might speak to who you are and where you're going. The last gift, and I'll end with this, I've also noticed there's one unique thing about all of you. All of your first names have six letters in them. Joshua, Joshua, (laughs) Maddie, not Madeline, but Maddie, Rachel, and Lauren. How do you define success? There's a phrase in Ephesians chapter 1 that is repeated three different times. It's a phrase that has six words in it. The phrase is simply this. You'll probably overlook it millions of times every time you read it, but here's the phrase. How does God define success? And it's this. To the praise of his glory, to the praise of his glory. You'll find so many different people who will tell you how to find success. The list will go on, but you're invited to stand with those of us who believe that we should give to the praise of his glory to give God the praise and let that be enough. I've tried to find success as being this, um, something that is the fruit of the spirit: loving, joyful, peaceful, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The fruitfulness of the spirit—that what is what makes God fruitful—and I think that's what we see God's evidence in the fruit of the spirit. So. Um, you might define your success to being how joyful you might be in life, how peaceful you might be, how self-controlled, how gentle you might be. Let that be your standard, the measure. It's something that everyone can ever do given any kind of ability they have in life. So with that thought, we thought we would close the service by praying for these six graduates with their families. I'm sorry, five graduates. Five graduates. So, Would you please five come forward and like your families to come forward to you and just stand around, stand around your graduate for a few minutes and then we will close the service by praying for them. Thank you. We started the service by um, reading the Apostles' Creed together, looking back to the old. We're going to look back to the old again by reading a prayer that was written by a man named Philip Doddridge, sixteen hundreds, 1700s a prayer for our children. <clears throat> May they live daily by faith. In the Son of God, Galatians 2.20. May you work, God, in them a spirit of love and power and sound mind, Second Timothy 1.17. Especially to our Joshua's, but also certain to the ladies too. May they be strong and courageous and act like a Christian in the work to which they were called. May they be humble under the mighty hand of God and clothed with humility. 1 Peter 5. May they be content with such things that they have, have and learn to be content in all ways and all circumstances. Philippians chapter 4. And may they learn to love their neighbors as they love themselves. Philip Doddridge ends by saying, Lord, may you answer our united prayers with peace. Pour out your spirit on these families and your blessing on our children that they may grow up before you as willow trees by the river. And I'll add, as oaks as righteousness. That they may be comfort." to their parents and a support to our church and a name and a praise always to you, God, for your glory. God, I thank you personally for these families that are standing here together. The labor of love that has been there for the last two decades since they were born till now. For all the churches that have sought them through, the military chapels, I'm sure, we are glad, God, that we could be here at the bookend to give your peace of blessing to all of them, and to thank them for giving you all of the praise and the glory and all that they do. So, thank you, God, for this time and this chapel service that we have. May it be a blessing to those, especially graduates here. Hope they receive in all the love intended. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Let's. Uh, let's. Let's clap for them. It seems good, doesn't it? We're going we're to conclude our service with a, a very appropriate hymn. Thank you so much, Rachel Shudel, for picking this out. Be Thou My Vision. Speaks so well to our prayer for them. Let's stand it. Let's sing together, shall we? Be Thou My Vision. 562.